God, the 90s were great. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture-related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, we have our poser extraordinaire, Nitai. I pose and clap and clap ass cheeks. <laughs> you almost fucked that one up. I think I did <laughs> fuck that one up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Natai. <laughs> this I is what I get for having no, this is what we get for having you on when you're still sick. I really thought to myself, oh maybe I'll just quote something for a shot. Nah, let's fucking just make a just make an <laughs> ass joke. That's it. <laughs> I'm done. Uh this is what happens when you get corona. I mean what? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. He's got Corona. You. <laughs> uh, but no, Natai and I have gotten together tonight to do one simple thing, and that is to do a spoiler cast for the Spring 2020 anime Sing Yesterday for me. For me now. For me. Oh. Or you. <laughs> uh, we're not even drunk. That's the yeah. Scary I thing was about, about to this. say we're not drunk. <laughs> Um, so being that this is a spoiler cast yes we may and probably will spoil anything and everything that is there is to say about Sing Yesterday for me Um, so I do want to start out with a little bit of background information very little bit uh, and just say that this is based on a manga by Kei Tomei that ran for 11 volumes between 1997 and 2015 that means this manga started serialization when I was 7 years old Dude, that manga socialization when I was born. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were born fuck? in 97, weren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm 97. Wow. So you are as old as this as this manga. It was a very good year. Apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the anime adaptation that was done in spring 2020 was done by the anime studio Dogakobo, which you and I have talked about this. Um, Dogakobo has kind of become like a dark horse uh studio really um yeah. they did new game which is something that i personally loved uh as a slice of life uh and they did a really great job with the adaptation considering it was an adaptation of a four panel comedy comedy manga they mm. also did gabriel dropout which you know everyone loves for the fucking memes <laughs> and you um, unironically love i unironically love it because of satanya she's literally a queen <laughs> fuck off um but they uh-huh. also have done stuff like Plastic Memories, which is really good. And they did um, uh, Senko Sign, which is adorable as heck. Um. It's, it's, it's weird because, and, and again, I'm way out of my field when it comes to Doga Kobo because I, this is the first, the first show by them I've watched. So I honestly don't know much about it. But for the longest time, it felt like they made just very solid and quality slice of life shows. And. Mm. So it was very interesting like to go through the, the listings of shows coming out this season and see this show with very mature characters and very subtle and sort of, I don't know if, I guess, a calm art style, right? So Yeah, De- yeah definitely understated art style. Yeah, and understated. By the way, That's something, the else that, something else that uh, Dokokobo did that everyone should go watch is Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. That is amazing. I think that's like their most popular show by far. I. I think it, yeah, it probably is. Um, I didn't go look up the numbers on Mal before we started, but I would not be surprised if that was. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I, I've said this, and I think you agree with me. Like this is kind of a, it's like an underdog studio. You never really think about them until they come out with something, and then they come out with something, and it's either really adorable or really funny or just really good. Yeah. Um, which is the case with Sing Yesterday for me. Although, as you'll see as we start talking about this, we it, it's a very qualified good because there are things about this that we, I think, don't like a lot um, and things that we think could have been done a lot better. Yeah, um, I mean... So I, I, one I thing mean, I do want to talk... Oh, go ahead. No, just because I just finished the show like a few minutes ago. I held off watching the finale also because I was sick, but also just <laughs> wanted to watch it right before we discuss it. Um, so opinions are still forming in the air, you could say. <laughs> um, no, I, I I don't think it was a bad thing. I mean, the last thing you need to do is watch this and have a fever dream about it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, but one thing I do want to point out. So when this was first announced and like right as it started airing, um, there was a huge confusion about the number of episodes that it was going to have. So yes. apparently it was always slated to have 12 episodes with six shorts mm-hmm. that aren't entirely related to the storyline in so much as, you know, it's pushing the story. They were along. called extras. Um, so I yeah. would assume it's pretty much just an extra scene or two or whatever. We haven't yeah. watched it. No, I haven't watched it either. Um, I don't even know where you get them. I'm probably thinking the high seas at this point. Thank you, Crunchyroll. Yeah, most um, likely. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Crunchyroll, for that. Um, <laughs> but um, so there was, originally it was thought that it was going to have 18 episodes, which I thought, great. Because one of the things that I've said for many years that anime really needs to get away from this um, tethering that it has to this 12 or you know multiple of 12 um, or 13 Episode just a seasonal count. race, you could yes. say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even things that are go for longer than a season tend to go in multiples of either twelve or thirteen. And I, I really think that it would behoove anime to get away from this. I know it's it's to help, uh, you know, TV stations and stuff schedule. But my God, you can't tell every story in a multiple of twelve or thirteen episodes. Yeah, uh, I would I would have loved if the show would have would have actually been eighteen episodes, but it's uh, mm. it is what it is. I mean, honest- and as we found out, as we found out by the end, it probably could have used those eighteen episodes. Most likely, most likely. But I do, and I, I told you this uh, right before we start recording. I do wonder if the uh, our sort of response to the ending and how it concluded would have changed if we from the get go actually realized it is going to be just twelve episodes. But we'll see. We'll I, talk about I, it yeah. later. It, it is it is it's an interesting thing to think about and yeah we we will talk about it um something i do want to talk about uh from the outset and it's something that you and i absolutely love is the soundtrack of this anime yes. oh my god it's so it's like chill th- the score in general is very chill it's it uses a lot of um of fuck the word has just left me i hate getting old natai it sucks don't ever get old <laughs> sure um, fucking like acoustic. acoustic acoustic no okay. it was it uses a lot of acoustic that's of god fuck i hate being 30s <laughs> um yeah it uses a lot of acoustic instruments for its score and it, it like you say it's very chill it's very um down to earth and it's very good to listen to like it, it's something i would want it's stuff i would want to listen to while like reading or doing work and it's not overbearing no no it's very understated in the in the in the scenes where it, it's used um and there is a very obvious lag of an OP throughout the entire run of the show. Which was funny because for the life... I remember like when I watched the first episode, oh, there is an opening. Okay, next week. Next week comes. Yeah. Still no opening. Nope. Okay, uh, nope. let's try... Let's wait for the next week. Still no opening. Okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> uh, but uh, I kind of like it. harkens back to ReZero, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> More to from, uh, from the new world, but uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I kind of like it. it. It sort of, I don't know, just give give the show even more time to do its thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it needed as much time as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but something so. also uh, something also to note is the ED. Uh, the ED changed. There were three EDs actually over the course yes. uh, of this, and All then of the last wonderful. one is the last ED is essentially a title drop. Yeah, which is. Pretty sweet. I really enjoy what they did with the last ED in terms of the song. Yeah, and something else that was cool is that the um, the the art and the animation for the ED was changing every single mm-hmm. episode. Um, I'd say the one that I love visually the most was the one with the arcade cabinet. The second ED? Yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, it's really wonderful. I, I just, there's something about that arcade cabinet I find very endearing and and quaint. I. It was just weird. Oh, something else that I, I found interesting, and this is actually kind of, a, I guess, a good lead-in to what we're going to talk about next. Um, it took me a while to figure out that this doesn't take place in the modern day. Yeah, so, like, it, in the first episode, I've, I sort of got it, but then you, as you go along, you suddenly realize, wait, why don't they call each other on their cell phones? Oh, right, it's not Yeah, it was when day. I realized that absolutely <laughs> no one had a cell phone. I'm like, yeah. oh. This takes place in the mid '90s, which is great. I really like the like. It's not in your face about it. Just you know, just mm. a time and place, which is something they could have easily 
done. They could have made yep. this set in the modern day and kept a lot of the same, you know, story. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been weird, you know, but for no, some no. of the scenes where they have to talk on phones that are on cords. Ex- a lot of the a lot of the story would break the moment they have cell phones because you know there's a lot of tension that I mean there's even like an episode where I think uh, Rico even says like oh uh, you didn't call me and or something like that. then the moment he she gets to the, her apartment she calls him or whatever you have that sort of dynamic of people waiting for other people to call them. God, the '90s were great. Yeah, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, the time before the time before cell phones. Ah, uh, what a great time to be alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was really it was interesting, and it, it took me a couple episodes to notice that. And I think the the first time I really noticed, like, I noticed that no one had cell phones, but I also noticed everyone's using phones on cords. <laughs> Nani? What is this? Nani? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, and I guess that kind of leads us into the actual story of, of before that. Sing- before that, just because okay. we talked about the thing, do we want to talk real quick? Because I really adore the 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 art style and the background art of the show. Mm. Do we want to mention it real quick? Absolutely, go ahead. I, I just we talk about understated, and it's so 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 much. I mean, like, the the backgrounds are this, this, like, sort of fading quality to some of them where it just, you know, it doesn't feel too in your face about it. And the character design themselves feel a bit rough around the edges. And, you know, it's not like, it's not, uh, I guess, uh, modern anime sensibility of how a character yeah. should look. Uh, it just it feels like it feels like some of the scenes were ripped straight out of a manga panel, yeah. just colored. It just it just feels so. I mean, uh, this this is a word I'm sure we'll use a lot in this episode. It feels so grounded, right? Yes, it does. Um, I, I will say one thing: the the art style itself does kind of remind me of a little bit is Banana Fish. Mm, okay. I don't know. Did you ever watch that? I, I saw some clips of it, but I haven't watched. Okay. The show. Well, you you definitely should. It's pretty good. Um, but you that's also. Because I, I wanted to bring up. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, but I also bring that up because um, th- that's an an example of an anime where they actually took a story which takes place way earlier than it does, or than modern day, um, and actually it? sets it in modern day. Oh. Or instead of everyone using payphones or using cell phones, I think I don't know if you remember, but uh, Parasite also did this, where it modernized the the story to that, you know the current days. That's true. I I'd, I'd forgotten about that. You're right. They did. Um, anyway, yes. Um, so I, I guess the best way to actually talk about the story is talk about the characters because this is 100 percent of a very character driven story. Yes, very much um, so. I mean, there is a lot of things that happen because of mere coincidence, but it is ve- the 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 plot itself is driven along solely by the strength of the characters. Yeah, um, mostly by the strength of the or the motivations of which there are very little um, of the main character. Yeah, so it's it's funny because like from the synopsis of it. It, it's it already set itself up as like something like different. I think you and I would agree on it. It's like about this guy who's uh, is he? You're, he graduated from college, right? Yes. So Rico graduated from college, and he just he now works a part time job at the uh, at a, a convenience store. And you watch this ep- first episode go go, and you see this guy just at this convenience store, just you know, going through the motions, I guess, and. From the get go, it just you know it it feels so real, you know, because this guy just yeah not sure what he wants to do with this with his life. He go he works at a convenience store, then goes home, and not much else. Uh, which is he doesn't very, seem to have a lot of goals. Yeah, which is very surprising because you know goals is a major thing for anime protagonists. <laughs> you know, well that and the power of friendship. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it is. It is. But it's also that again. That's something that's very grounded and very realistic. That there is a lot of people out there who for graduate sure, college and then they're sure. like, "What the fuck do I do now?" Like, even myself, a little bit. I was guilty of this because I was always told growing up, just you know, finish high school, go to college, finish high school, go to college, and I finished college, and I'm like, "Well, what now? <laughs> now what?" 
I mean, no one ever said what to do after college. I mean, same. I mean, the moment I watched that, uh, it 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 got me instantly because same. I'm about to leave the army in about a month, actually. And after that, I have sort of a, like I know what I want to do. I guess I want to get a job, but aside from that, I don't know what I want to fucking do with my life. <laughs> so it you was... want to make millions talking about anime? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Let's open an OnlyFans. No, no, no. Um, whoa, whoa, Natai. <laughs> and yeah, it just, it, it really surprised me. Um, but at the same time, it's not like he's like, he's not, uh, it's not, he's not dumb or anything. He's not like mm. just a clueless guy, right? He's yeah. just kind of lost. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially after graduating high school, can relate to that. Yeah. I don't know how prevalent that is in like Asian and particularly Japanese cultures, but I it, I can tell you, having been through it, it's very prevalent in Western cultures, especially here in America. Mm. Yeah, I get. Shall I mean, we... here here we have a very like to some extent here in Israel as well. I mean, you know, you finish high school, you go to the army for a certain amount of time. You after that, you probably get ready to maybe study something in university and. Who knows what else? It's yeah. like, that's generally the direction people take. But I don't know. <laughs> no clue what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then into this, into uh, into the life of this wayward soul uh, come two women. <laughs> Although one of them is someone he used to know. And used to know very, very well. That being Shinako. Yes. So Shinako was his uh, college crush. Uh, yeah, but they were f- they were just really good friends, and he never really acted on it. Yeah, he never acted on it. Um, that whole I love that from the get go. So the first episode ends pretty much with him confessing to her and she rejecting him. What what did you think? Which of is that? which is which is something else a lot of people can relate to. Oof! <laughs> 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 you watch that and like this is what we call a big oof moment. Oof! Indeed, that was a. Uh... I thought it was very realistic. I mean, I've been rejected before. I know, shocking. Yeah. Um, I love how he just says, I'm so done with life right now. Like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I feel Which is you. How, exactly how a lot of people feel after getting rejected. Although I will say she lets him down maturely. Yeah, I mean, that's that's also, like, I mean, again, we'll probably talk about it a bit later on, but, like, the ma- maturity, <laughs> you know, people just talking to each other. Uh, yeah. But anyway... And and she well she kind of brings it up later and I'm sure we'll talk about it like I they used they started out as friends in in high school and in college yeah and when you're looking for a friendship you want people who are very similar to you because that's the that's what makes a good friendship that doesn't always make for a good romance exactly as much as you may think it does it doesn't always. Yeah, it's... like if you're too similar, and that's something that's brought up later in the story. Like being too similar can be a huge detriment to a relationship. But it's interesting how how he sort of like so the first episode comes and go, and and he pretty much does it just to get some closure, mm-hmm. which I want to say is probably like what that's the most real thing I I got out of that first episode when it aired. I was like that feeling of wanting. Cl- just wanting to have that conversation just for the sake of closure. It's something yes. that I, not a lot of people talk about in terms of, you know, you, you, you're you after this one person you want to be in a relationship with. And sometimes it's actually probably the most mature thing to just let it go if you see that it's not going to happen. But that, yeah. that, that longing for closure is something that you see not only in a relationship, but just... In life, in general, people just want that closure. So yeah. it was interesting to see that, like, mirrored, and I it's, guess. It, it's worth mentioning that we, we, we said how the main character, Rikuo, is, like, lost and doesn't know what to do. In a in a different yet kind of similar way, so is Shinako. Yeah, Because she's so. trying to move on from, it's still, after multiple years, trying to move on from having her boyfriend were they i can't remember if it they was were her. never really to... a couple but she was but in love with him she was clear yeah, clearly she was in love with him because uh, yeah. she can't get over his death yeah 
Uh, did they ever say what he died of? Because I just assume it was cancer. They alluded to a type of illness, but they never said. I just kind of assume specific. it was cancer. Yeah, I suppose it was, but I never said anything specific. But yeah, I mean, and I cannot even. I've never had a crush or a you know a partner die on me. I can't oh, imagine yeah. what that's like. Um, and I assume it would take some time to get over. But she's never gotten over it. She's never even tried to get over it. And she's she's slowly like move those feelings that she had for uh the the guy that she had a crush on yeah over to her his younger brother who is still alive who is much um, younger than her who is well not much younger yeah, but not definitely much. younger yeah um still in high school mhm near the um, end of high school yeah i i i want to say don't do this. <laughs> if you're out there and you're thinking about this, don't do this. This is not good. This is not healthy. Also, whatever the fuck is stuck to his ear, that, that's an interesting choice for his character design. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's got a fucking clothes... <laughs> he's got a clothespin through his ear. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> How fucking edgy are you? I bet he listens to fucking Linkin Park on repeat. I was about to say that's the most anime thing about the show, but we still haven't gotten to that character. <laughs> Oh, well, I now that you said it, we have to. Um, and then the second girl that comes in through Ryuko, Ryu, yeah, Rikuo's life. I want to call her Ryuko for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but the second girl that comes in to his life is Haru. Um, Haru is best girl. I don't care what the fuck anyone says. I know torn. she's not played by Kana Hanazawa, who is the absolute queen of all anime. I but, know, I know. Although but, her voice actress is amazing. Oh, I mean, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, her voice actress is... Uh, Yumi the entire voice Yohoto. cast is incredible in this show. Yes, I mean, her voice actress is the same one that did Rika Takarada in Gridman. How can she not be great? <laughs> Obviously. Uh, but yeah, Haru is great. I mean, she has a pet crow, so... Yes. That's something. Whose name is Kansuke. Yeah. And it's voiced by <laughs> it was voiced by Ryoko Maikawa for wait. those out there who are wait wait are you are you trolling me what <laughs> no the the crow actually has a voice <laughs> I did not know it's an actual person I thought it just you know stock sound oh. or something oh oh no oh wow. it's it's an actual person my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Now I feel really bad, <laughs> but um, but as a, uh, but uh, as uh, the 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 biggest fan of Haru, go ahead talk about Haru for us. Oh oh, Haru is great because she's everything I want in a partner. She's like, she's eternally optimistic, mm. and even though she accepts that there are things that are sad, she doesn't let them get her down too long. Yeah. That's that's a really bad way to put it, so ineloquently said, but... No, but, but it is. I mean, she doesn't let things get her down, and she has a very clear goal in mind, and she she just wants to achieve it. Mm. And that's the thing. This show, like... I, I'm really happy with how this show, uh, like, deals with a lot of its, like, themes and subject matter or whatever, but... I'm I'm still torn how I feel about like how he deals with unrequited love, right? Mm. Because most of the show, also in case it wasn't clear, most of the show is pretty much uh is a quadruple love, a, lo- a love love quadruple, yeah, uh, that between uh, Ro, Rikuo, uh, Haru, and Shinako, and yes. so. Obviously, someone is about to get hurt at a certain point in the show, for obvious reasons, and I it, it just because from the get go, like the odds are not in Haru's favor, right? Because well, clearly, she's the most immature of all three of them. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Ro Ro is also quite immature to some extent. Like, I but think at least he has a goal. I think he, he has a more, goal. He wants to be an artist. I, I think he is more immature than. Uh, than Haru in terms of how he deals with the situation because he sometimes like lashes out and has these outbursts as opposed yeah, to true. Haru which sort of 
I mean, I mean, it could be seen as a bad way to handle it, but she just bottles up her emotion and just, you know, kind of deals with it, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Neither one are great ways to deal with your emotions. But while while I was watching the show for the longest time, I felt, okay, I see Riku and Shinko getting along and together, and, and, and that that's like, and there's this very slow buildup of their uh, relationship, not in terms of like them as a couple, but them as friends uh, mm-hmm. for a good part of the show. And, and that, because that's what they decided to do. Yeah. They decided to just be friends, yeah. which is, I mean, it's absolutely fine. Like, yeah, sometimes you're true. just not, you're not going to be partners as much as you may have a crush on someone. Very true. It's not going to happen. Very true. I agree. But it felt like for, but, but in Riku's mind, he mm. saw it as like, he wanted to like get into a relationship with her, at least for the majority of the show. And mm. this whole time, like I'm looking at Haru and I'm, thinking to myself she's just gonna get hurt because she's coming to this probably i mean she she claims she understands that she might not have a chance but she still tries and tries and it just you know i was scared for the life of me that it's gonna end with her being super hurt about it but it's like you know what i'm trying to say like i, I just don't know how i feel about it i was scared that it would end with her on the other end of a rope but oh god <laughs> No. I'm, I'm being, I'm just being honest. That's what I thought. There was this one cliffhanger. That, God damn it! There was this one episode that ended with like, like fucking thud that hap- that happens in her like uh, apartment. Oh yeah, it's, it I, just, I, it's I, like, I thought, oh, it's over. It's over. Yeah, Tony Tal, it's over. I thought it was so weird. What the fuck happened? And then it's like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Someone, someone just, <laughs> someone just broke into her house. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but. It's just that feeling of she's can I, not can being I just say reasonable, something about that, you know? Though? Yeah, I, ha- I also I had a second thought when that happened toward the end. I thought, the, the oh, bitch, dead. this this bitch is about to guilt trip this guy into being with him. Oh, when he showed up at her apartment. When he showed, well, yeah, I I thought she Haru is gonna guilt trip Rikuo into like protecting her. Because I mean, she is and capable it, of that. <laughs> I, that. That's exactly what I thought. And there was a part of me that's like, she staged this whole fucking thing, didn't she? But, don't, like, what do you think about that? It, it, I mean, I think it applies both to Haru and Ru of having this, like, sort of, like, them really wanting to be in a relationship with these people, but not, like, getting the hint and just, you know, letting it go, right? Yeah, moving on. Yeah, yeah and moving it's, on. It's like... It's it's like yeah it's like the it's like the socially awkward person that can't take the hint that you know the girl's not interested in you. Yeah, I mean, and in the end, you know, maybe it worked out for them, I guess. But just while watching the show, I kept thinking about that. Yeah, so it's interesting. I wonder what you think of it. I mean, I guess I can see that. Yeah, I just yeah, Ro and Haru are probably both just as emotionally immature as each other, but. I don't know. Haru just displays her emotional immaturity so outwardly, whereas Ro True. like just internalizes all of it. I think like, it's just the goes, other way around, Rrr. honestly. Because Haru looks at it and goes, does. Rrr. I mean, I think it's the other way around. I mean, Haru is very outgoing and fun and like <laughs> and loud and obnoxious and all these. That's kind of what. Things. That's kind of what I mean, though. That's kind of what I mean. That she she has that big ball of it's like a big ball of energy yeah she doesn't know when to turn it off but but when it it goes to like you know like when it comes to like talking about her feelings and confronting Riku Riku about how he feels about her and uh, Shinako she she acts very maturely but when you look at Ro it seems like a very like quiet and like you know just a chill person but when it comes to like his feelings towards Shinako and to that extent, how he feels about Rikuo, he's acting like a like a brat to some extent. You know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. By the Emotion- end- yeah, having the outburst. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Um, I, I do have a question for you. Sure. There is a an episode at around the midpoint of the run of this show where an old... Uh, classmate of Rikuo's just randomly shows up at his apartment uh, and just stays with him for a few days 
that Wait, was are weird. you talking about Minato or his ex? His ex. That was wonderful. <laughs> I, I mean, it kind of came out of left field, but it, it worked out really well. I mean, it, it played off really well. Um, I, I love that, A, because I really like her character, and B, <laughs> because it led to one of the best moments in the show. <laughs> when both Shinako and Haru were like, coming to visit Rikuo because he was sick, and his ex, she opens the door, it's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, bitch, what's look up? On, the look on their face is the best. <laughs> When they're looking at each other, like, what do we do now? Well, well, what's the right thing to do in this situation? I, I'm lost. Haru, let's go. <laughs> uh, Haru, let's go. Uh, I love, that was I love pretty that. great. And also, I love that because it, it, it just one of the. I just love that because it gives Rico. It, it, it makes it to me the moment I saw that episode. I, I liked Rico so much as a character because it just felt like. He's so much more of a person, I guess, in terms yeah. of, oh, he was in a relationship before. It's like, he is awkward to some extent, but it's not like he is, you know, fucking classic anime protagonist who's like, touching hands? Oh, yeah. oh, oh my God, so lewd. <laughs> so... Um. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's another thing. It's another thing. It's one of those relatability things because there's yeah. a lot of people out there, myself included, and you, who have exes, um, and. Uh, I, I I can't say this is this way for everybody, but for me, a lot of my relationships have ended rather amicably, where we've yeah kind of stayed friends afterwards, and we've kept yeah. in touch, and we just it's just we both came to the realization, or well, one of us or both of us came to the realization that this isn't really going to be great going yeah. forward for us. So let's like end this before we get too hurt. And it's like okay, yeah, and you can stay friends after something like that, and that's something that happens, and it's. It's mm-hmm. nice to see. It's something that's, again, very grounded and realistic about yeah. this. I mean, not every relationship ends like that. Some relationships end absolutely horribly. Yeah. But, I mean, for, sure. for, for a lot of relationships, you just both or one of you will come to the realization that this ain't great. We're, we'd be yeah. better as friends. Both of you get it, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just okay. Don't worry about it. Fine. Not like this high school romance bullshit that we get so often in anime. It's like, oh, we're gonna touch hands. Oh my god! <laughs> it's yeah. It was just this, and again, this entire show just really refreshing, you know. Yeah, and it's just another thing that was kind of. I mean, her showing up randomly kind of came out of left field, but I liked how there. I liked the way it turned out. Also, I liked that it was contained to one episode. Yeah, I was I was thinking like, oh my god, are we? Is he gonna get three girls after his dick now? I was worried that's what's gonna happen, but no, it was. Is like some accidental harem? He's gonna just stumble his way I into was, like every harem lie, anime was, protagonist ever. There were a few moments where I thought, was, oh, please don't be a fucking harem, please. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Could you? How tragic, <laughs> man, man. Oh man. Also, the cool thing at, at about that same time is when Rikuro's kind of starting to get his life into focus a little bit. That's where he gets the part-time job at That's the... That's so uh, fucking rewarding to watch that, like, come through, Yeah, he you gets know? the part-time job at the gallery, and then through his work at the gallery, he gets a recommendation to actually go work at a photography studio and become a professional photographer, which is something he has been doing up until yeah. this point as sort of a side hobby. I mean, he never really got paid for it. He would just go take pictures of stuff, and people thought it was good and i love his i love like the portrayal of his attitude towards it because there's a moment where he even has a conversation with uh, his uh, colleague about it it's mm. like and he's talking about hey can i lend your camera and he and his colleague is like why don't you buy yourself a camera he said well i thought about it and i don't really think if i i want to like go to school because it costs money and they said well but if you like it you should go to school and study and get better it's not just gonna come easy you know just yeah go and like invest in it and get better and like and then he takes the job more seriously and he like actually does more with it and you know he leaves the convenience store and just just very subtly seeing how this person like takes his life and just trying to put some order in, in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, it's like you say. It's, it's very. It's very rewarding to watch because it actually evolves over several episodes. Yeah, and he's not. He's not immediately great at it either. You actually watch him kind of become better and better at it, and that's mm-hmm. that's something I didn't realize either. 
um, until I got probably till the to uh, maybe three episodes before the end is that the the sense of time that's passing in this anime isn't really apparent until the end. Like you think that maybe a couple months have passed, but at least a year has passed uh, from yeah, the I first mean, episode to the last. Now that I think about it, like I mean, there is like the New Year's Eve and stuff, but I I for the life of me I can't remember. At what time of year does the show start? And it's uh, like maybe on a rewatch, like uh, when I'll pay more attention to that, I'll pick up on like certain times of the year where stuff happens. Yeah. But yeah, for me as well, I was for us, I wasn't too um, uh, aware of which time of year was it. Yeah. Well, they have to go through at least two semesters of a school year because you see, yeah. you see Shinako's students or her, her class graduate twice. Yeah, true. Um, so there, it, it, at least two semesters of a school year pass. What do you um, think of what did I mean? We're talking about Riku, how he starts as uh, like you know, he, he graduated and then he works at a convenience store and then he slowly but surely gets his life in order. What do you think of how Haru is a high school dropout actually? I mean, it. What do you think uh, about that? Finish school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't recommend. Genuinely, that's that's my best. That's yeah, the best thing I, I mean, can say. Same, about it. It's I, like, I think both of us would recommend to finish school, but it's. I mean, how many characters have we seen in anime that just blatantly ah I dropped out of school? I there's a part of me that that wonders if that's like a huge taboo in, in Japanese culture because I, think I, mean, it I is hate, because I hate to delve into stereotypes, but you know, true. Asians are known as like studious people. True. I don't know. But she is a very free spirit, so it kind of... I don't know. It makes sense. It makes sense, um, exactly. I can tell you that um, had I actually dropped out of school, I would not have a cozy relationship with my parents like she does, or her mother <laughs> at least. Oh man, her parents are the best. In the final episode as well, I, I just... Mm, respect. Mm. Yes. <laughs> um because I I'd got my ass beat if I'd come home and said I dropped out. <laughs> also, and then I would have had to pack all my shit up and get the fuck out. I really like uh, her workplace in the. Uh, is it a both a, a bar and a cafe? Milk. Okay, call? so yeah, the milk bar. I thought it was kind of weird too because I've seen this concept a couple of times in anime now, where there'll be a bar. It'll be like a bar, and there may be also a restaurant attached to it as well. But during the day, like, you know, for lunch and, well, maybe even breakfast as well, they won't serve alcohol at all. And instead, they'll serve things like milk and coffee and, you know, tea, perhaps. Um, but during the day, and in fact, or during the night, it's, it's usually as soon as the sun goes down is when they start serving alcohol and it turns into just like a regular bar. Um, I thought that was just like an anime thing. Apparently this is somewhat of a common thing in a lot of Japanese cities. Um, it's, it's an interesting concept, I guess. I Although know, as a functioning honestly. alcoholic, I'm like, give me the fucking booze. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> One day, once you reach you the Holy Land know, of Nippon, you. we'll know. You would absolutely know about alcohol. No, I'm talking about just in generally Japan. I have no idea. Like, Oh, I mean, I don't know exactly how prominent it is, but I did look it up. And Wait, it is ask a, the question a, again. I might have zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> I just, the alcohol thing, I know you understand because you're a fucking drunk just like me. But <laughs> <laughs> again, I, I, I really, I totally zoned out, so I might have not heard the question. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't really a question. It's like, I just, the whole milk bar thing concept where they serve coffee, tea, milk during the day and... And it's an actual oh, bar at night. Like, I mean, it sounds I, good to me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, it's fine. But I don't have a problem with it. Um, but I don't know if it's like a hugely prominent thing in, in in Japan. But I do know it is a thing that exists. But I, since I had seen it a few times in anime, I thought, is this just an anime thing or is it real? I stand by my original statement that honestly, I have no idea what's up in Japan because I haven't been there. <laughs> I mean, I just found out a few weeks ago that, like, Calorie Mate was a real thing, and I'd only ever seen that in anime. All right, let's not go down that rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) Kids, Mr. Donut is real, too. So, I I think you would agree with me that this show was just relatable as fuck 
throughout, uh, right? Uh, p- pretty, pretty much. Um, it's very nuanced, um, especially mm-hmm. for an anime romance. Um, much in the same way as uh, Wotakoi was, which is another romance anime about adults trying to find love. Uh, that I highly, highly recommend to anyone out there who hasn't seen it. Um, hmm. I think I think I know which opening you're talking about. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Wotakoi has a phenomenal OP. Um, yeah, that's the only thing I know of the show. Uh, anyway, you should definitely watch it. Anyone out there listening to this that hasn't watched Wotakoi or Love Is Hard for Otaku. Uh, side note: I was planning on watching it with my ex, but then we broke up. So you know, ugh, just didn't happen yet. What a great reason <laughs> to watch it now. True, very true. Um, Are you over her yet? <laughs> oh, pfft, obviously, dude. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what was I about to say? Uh, I, well, I, I was just going to say, um, hmm. it is a little melodramatic at points. Uh, but yeah, by that and was large... my question. Do you, do you, think, do you, do you feel like, because I am of the belief that no, but do you feel like it is like a big melodrama? I wouldn't say that overall. Um, hmm. I would say in certain parts it definitely is, um, especially parts where um, Haru, Shinako, and Riku are in scenes together. I feel it does like seem a little melodramatic. I the the only moments I felt were a bit melodramatic were scenes between Ro and Shinako. Yeah, there were a couple of those as those well. Those felt yeah. really. I I don't. And again, maybe it comes back to just Ro being a much more like like his outbursts of emotion being more. You know, just I, I will say, I will say the scenes between those two where it's definitely not melodramatic are the scenes where they're talking about uh, Ro's brother. Yeah, who died? That's those are very real and very emotional mm, scenes, yeah. and like you feel that shit. Like you feel that there is Im- there's an immense hole in Shinako's heart. And even when it's like Shinako with Riko, you still feel her like that that sort of weight she carries with her. It's yeah. like even when she does get close to Riko, she's like, I- I'm still not ready. It's and any 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 understand he gets it, but. Yeah, it, it's something. It's like it's something you feel throughout the season with her. I mean, he waited longer than I would have for someone, but yes, true. I mean, you could you. I mean, you could easily criticize him for still sticking with her uh, for Simp. that long. And, <laughs> eh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I think, like honestly, like I, I sort of get it because, like, I mean. Say what you will, but if I was in his shoes, I would still like stick with her. Not e- not even in terms of like you know, I- in terms of a relationship, j- just being there for her as a friend. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, I definitely agree that there there are parts where it's melodramatic, um, but I wouldn't say overall it is. No, I, I, think... I yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's overall it's melodramatic. Also, again, I don't know if if it's melodramatic or not. It just the mainly the dynamic between Haru and Riko and Ro and Shinako that old dynamic of you have this unre- I mean at least at the time unrequited love and it seems so obvious and them just not letting it go and again maybe I was just wrong to think that but for the majority of the show I was like it, it, it was like, man, I mean, from experience, just let it go, dude. You're not going to end up happy well, from this. You you, you know? say it's obvious, but you say that as a viewer of this story. Uh, one thing very that you, true. you and I should be very, and anyone really listening to this, should be very well aware of is that if love were easy to come across, everyone would be able to find it very easily. I mean, yeah, but, and again, I mean, you, it, you're very correct in saying, I mean, we are the viewers of this story. That's yeah. right. But still, it's and maybe maybe I am tainted by like my my history of these type of types of situation. Could could be, but you know, I'm watching it and thinking to myself like, I don't know. Just even though it's hard and it's super fucking hard in the in the last episode, I love this moment with Howard where she's like, and it's pretty much she giving up on Rico, right? Yeah, because she realized that he's probably in a relationship with Shinako. And yeah. she's like, sort of coming to terms with, yeah, I, I, I guess I should have seen this coming, but why do I still feel shitty about it? And it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously you will feel shitty about it, but it's just a matter yeah. of 
Like, the faster you get out of it, the, f the quicker you'll be able to just, you know, move forward and get on with your life and just feel better about yourself. Yeah. And, and again, d then the ending comes and, you know, things happen differently. So I, I ended up being wrong, but, you know, that thinking still might apply to, like, out of people who go who are going through this, I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, you're. I completely agree. Um, but since we've mentioned the ending, I think we should definitely talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about um, it for a second. I think I think this is where it it kind of falls flat on its face a little bit. Now I know you kind of disagree with that. I wouldn't go that far. That's the thing. It's one thing I think you you and I can definitely agree on. It's one. The story is one hundred percent rushed. Yes, it, I I wish there were a few more episodes. It feels like they tried to stuff like twenty five chapters or something into the last two and a, or a, last episode and a half. Yeah, um, I feel like it needed it just to run ends like, so quickly. Yeah, it it does. It ends so abruptly, which is uh, which is a great shame because for all the nuance and all of the maturity and relatability and groundedness which we've talked about, it it just comes to a fucking screeching halt with episode twelve. And as we said before, if it had actually had the eighteen episodes that we all thought it was going to have at the beginning, I think this all could have been avoided. I think it tells a story which or the story that's being told could be told way better in something well obviously more than 12 episodes it's weird because while watching like it's hard to cut you off but while watching this episode and again i just watched it and like every every emotional bit beat i felt like it hit its mark every yeah. every scene i felt was on point the conclusion to like every relationship and like where it all ended up being i was i was satisfied with i was happy with and especially that one scene with Shinko and Ruko on the bench just talking to each other. Incredible. Yeah. I loved every second of it. But it it feels like... But when once it just ended, I felt it does feel rushed, but considering how much, I guess... It, it seems like they really didn't have a choice. So considering that, considering yeah. that I do feel like they ended it as well as they could have. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like maybe budget constraints may have had a role to play in this. Maybe they just couldn't get even more episodes. Maybe. Yeah. I will say one thing about the final episode. That crow turned into a literal wingman. Dude, it's like... The, the, <laughs> th that fucking scene on the bus, I, I couldn't stop laughing because I was... Because my reaction was literally, of course! <laughs> of course this is how this would go. <laughs> Of like course, he, he's gonna get there, and he's not gonna see her because he just left. She, uh, she's about to leave to jump on the bus. He's about to uh, to leave. It's like, ah, I was so I, I was getting anxious. Not gonna lie. That crow though came through in a pinch. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I have very very mixed feelings about how it ended. I I really because of how how nuanced and mature the story was. I. I wanted it to be good. I really, really, really wanted it to be like all the way through good. Mm. Um, and I think j if they had just had a few more episodes to to tell the story, it could have been so much better. I agree. Um, I agree. It just comes to such an abrupt and grinding halt that it's very, very jarring. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I, like it is. It is disappointing, but I, I I don't think I can let that like sort of drag the entire experience down for me because. Yeah. Still, even though, and I mean, maybe in in the future, I'll rewatch the show and I'll love it even more. Yeah. Because maybe. Like, yeah, there's a good chance. Maybe it won't hurt as much, like how just rushed the ending is. Because you still have this solid and subtle and, as you said, nuanced and grounded drama of just you know people and their relationships with each other. Mm. It's it's so beautiful, dude. It's... And a great character-driven story. I mean, yeah. I, I, you could call it a romance. I I stopped short of calling it a romance. Like it's just a drama. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, a romance is a big part of it, but I I, I like to think of it more of as a drama than than a romance. Um. I. So, if you're on our Discord server, one of the things I said upon finishing this a couple of days ago, or well couple weeks ago by the time this comes out um was that 
I would that number one that people should go watch it, but number two that I do fully intend to uh, nominate this for anime of the year. Yes, I at know. our awards at our awards episode next year. Um, I still fully intend to do that, and there's a really good reason for it. While this out obviously has a very flawed and rushed ending, um, and I say that as someone who genuinely loved the character of Haru, and I'm happy that she ended up with him. Um, that smile, man. That, got that me. smile. Her smile is something else. Uh, but I still fully intend to nominate this for anime of the year for the simple fact that I think this is the kind of story that anime needs more of. Like, yeah, the all the the great shonen stuff that we got now, the MHAs and you know Attack on Titan, yeah, great, fine. That's great for getting people into anime. This is what this kind of stuff right here, these kind of stories is what's gonna keep, you know, older otaku around. Mm. People like me who I, I I'm, I'm, fucking in my 30s now like i want more grounded realistic anime i don't want the fucking superpowers i don't want i mean they're still great but i don't i don't want it as much as i want this yeah i mean it's just really refreshing to get this sort of very real story you know i mean yeah there's so many like conversations in this show where you you're watching these characters interact with each other and you just you just yeah i get it i really yeah. get it I, I i get what you why you're acting the way you do what you're saying it just yeah man you know <laughs> i completely agree and i think that's a great place to end this discussion that's i yeah man <laughs> uh sing yesterday for me it, it may have a flawed ending but boy it was an interesting ride i'm glad i'm glad we took it was um, really yeah fun. i'm gonna miss it i'm gonna miss this I, I think this is a good example of the journey was more enjoyable than the destination. It is criminally underwatched, uh, but we'll see how how time handles this one. Yep. And with that, thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you. If you want to check out other episodes of the podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, BitChute, SoundCloud, and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like for us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight and tie. Good night, everybody. Ka-ha!